everyone, I am Simona Molari and I welcome you to Around Training and Training Around, or ATTA for short. I've known Paul and Mark for many, many years. I got to know them through international youth work and training. They are both retiring, well, which is sad in a way. But I was really super happy when I heard that friends were suggesting they make some podcasts to talk about their experiences or people they have met or places they have been and much more. Who knows, you might find something interesting or at least funny here. Happy listening! Nice to be speaking with you for our very, very first podcast in the series Around Training and Training Around, or ATTA for short. Atta. Why we got to ATTA, we will explain later, I'm sure. Um, so, we have around about 60 years combined experience of training in international youth work in Europe and even further afield. Um, and... We thought it would be a good idea to make some st tell some stories about that. So, and focusing in on where should we start was actually quite exciting. And we came up with the European Youth Centre in Budapest as a kind of building representing a lot of different things in our training lives and also the you know, lives of lots of young people in, in, in and around Europe. Um, so, in order to do that, we need to introduce a little bit what is the European Youth Centre in Budapest. Excellent. So... Do you remember when it started, Paul? Yeah, yeah. But because there was always the European Youth Centre in, um, in, uh, in Strasbourg. It was already there for a long time. I don't know how long, but... Uh, 1972 and then 1979, it was extended a bit. Wow. 1972. God, that's a long time ago. No, and then in 1995, there was this big thing that, um, that there would, would be another European Youth Centre in Budapest, in Hungary, in an old hotel... You know better what a hotel was. The hotel was called Hotel Ifushag, which you shouldn't listen too closely in English what that means. Um, but it means the youth hotel of the Communist Youth Party. Um, and uh, I even have a friend whose, whose parents went, went there for their honeymoon when it was still the Hotel Ifushag. Uh -huh. And um, the Hungarians uh, won the competition about... Who should host a second European Youth Centre? Um, and there it is. There, there it has been. And there were some difficulties, challenges around who actually owned the hotel until the government made a way of stating, yes, it was owned by the state. And they then offered that to the Council of Europe uh, to yeah, be used. Because then it, it meant that it was also European territory, no? It, 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 that piece of where the hotel was yes, standing, yeah. 
Yeah, they had a seat agreement about it and everything, as yeah. it's called. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember the first time you were there? Oh yes, she says. I also remember the first time I wasn't there, uh, which, which sounds which sounds maybe a little bit. That silly, sounds very it? exciting, Mark. The first yes, time I says, was not there. Yes. No. No. The the the, um, <clears throat> the 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 European Youth Centre in Budapest was not ready to 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 accept uh, seminars and study sessions and training courses and things like that. Um, in time for the start of the program that had been actually voted on by the governing board of the European uh, Youth Centres. Um, so they had to actually run the very, very first uh, training courses and study sessions outside of the Youth Centre itself. They needed to find a place called the... Um, a pi it was an old pioneer camp on the Chilliburts Mountain, which means the Fairy Mountain. Um, and... I was one of the first freelance uh, trainers to actually work there and uh, be what was called uh, uh, an educational advisor for uh, a study session of a political youth organization, actually, um, in that place. And it was fascinating, absolutely fascinating. And they, they had, for example, a library which where, where we had to squeeze in to have a, a kind of a plenary. Um, and in this library, there were all old books was obviously full, full of many books and they also had um, a, a scrapbook of cuttings from the history of the place and I had a look through that and even managed to find a, um, some photos of Ho Chi Minh who had been to Hungary um, in the 50s, 60s um, because uh, Hungary was an unaligned um, country at the time I think and yeah I was there too. I, I was in the same pioneer center, but then years later, because then the European Youth Center with Budapest was overbooked, and we had to do a training course there. And I remember that there were all, all these. We also had the plenary in that library, and 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 participants had um, had bungalows in which they stayed five or six together in the bungalow. Well, a nice place with a nice a little train going down the hill to the to the. the to the center was um, yes the, the 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 railway built by the children by the children yeah yeah but of course now we are talking about a little bit off topic now when we're talking about uh, the yes, European of course. Youth. <laughs> but do you remember well, the first time you you went yeah. to the European Youth Center? But it was it, but 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 what I but I, I still think it's important because it also um, was a forerunner of the kinds of challenges um that you would uh, you would have in running um a course in a completely different environment than the one of the european youth center in strasbourg which as um, the ex-director of the european youth center in budapest and head of the education and research section of the uh, youth center in strasbourg peter larison what used to say was like having a youth club in the middle of a youth ministry um, whereas the youth centre in Budapest, of course, is very far away from many things and um, not close to any other Council of Europe um, institutions. Yeah. So it's um, it's a fantastic building and it's been made um, really adaptable to many, many different types of events. Um, and it's... 
they've learned as they've gone along, I think, over the years to 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 provide a, a space which can be changed as it's needed um, to 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 create optimal conditions for people to run study sessions and training courses and um, even big 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 conferences. Um, yeah, we have many big conferences there now. Yeah, hundreds yeah. of people. And, and yes, hundreds of people. I remember going there for the first human rights education uh, forum, which was a mind-blowing occasion. I was there for the first time as a participant. That was my very start of any way of, of, of my European career, is being a participant in a long-term training course, which was very long and which also had a very long name, and I don't remember the name. It was a very long long course, and the second seminar was in Budapest, and we, we were then the second group there. I was totally impressed by, by the building and how it it. it all these rooms and all these, well, and, and, well, the whole atmosphere, and then this wonderful view on the fourth floor uh, to look for because the, the center is in Pest now, and and no, it's in Buda. It's in Buda. Oh yeah, yeah, you have to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I see the map now. It is. Yeah, it's it is. the other way around. Yeah, and then you look over Pest. It, it's wonderful. Yeah, it was a very exciting place. I, I, yeah, it helped me a lot to get very motivated for all this European news work and uh, and uh, no, and talking about you mentioned Peter Lauritsen, uh, who is not longer with us, but um, I he was the first director and he was also living in a director's apartment, um, and I remember stories about him that he he didn't get used to the to the Hungarian money. So he, he because and so he didn't he didn't understand all these coins. So there was somewhere a place in his apartment where there was a big I don't know what it was where he put all 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 his coins. And then the next director, Antje Rotnum, then she started to spend all these coins, which were loads of money. But I found that always a very inspiring man. And what always what, what I'm still curious about. He was a good speaker, but I still cannot put a finger on what made him a good speaker because he always touched you. Oh, no, well, I don't know if he touched you, but he always touched me anyway. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, he could, he could do a speech, and it was not always about very, well, not emotional topics or something like that, no, but it he touched you. I think it was also his voice. He he really could when he made a speech, I was always I was always very very inspired. And uh, just then Antje Rotmund came after him, no? I'm right. Yes, 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 yes. Indeed. Um, also very uh, Impressive person, Antje Rotmund. I remember because the first, when I got in that training course that you told about, um, um, I applied for that because I, at that time I was living in the Netherlands and the Dutch agency said, the Dutch national agency, 
uh, where I was doing things with. I just started some project with England and Germany, um, and they said maybe that's something for you. So I applied, but I didn't really have a, an idea what I applied for. And that at a certain moment, I was sitting in my office, and then my phone rang. Um, and then there was this heavy, Mr. Klosterman, you are in the course. Was only her voice already was impressive by the, by the phone. And then, yeah, it is a wonderful, wonderful human being. And I think she 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 was the right one to 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 give a follow up to the work that Peter had done and to to make it uh, to make the center the European Youth Center Budapest even better. And we were there together a lot, also, no. We certainly were. I don't know whether we were there a lot. Um, At a certain together. period in our lives, we were there a lot. Well, I mean, during the time of what was called ATI, or the Advanced Training for Trainers in Europe, uh, which is a bit, is a little bit where we got ATA from, um, in terms of around training and training around. Um, so, yes, Advanced Training for Trainers in Europe was a cooperation uh, between the European Commission and the Council of Europe yeah. in the youth sector uh, and the partnership between those two institutions. 1993, uh, I think. What? 92, 93, 90, it was altogether two years at least. Though. Sorry, sorry, you've got the, you, you've missed, I mean, you've gone back <laughs> another 10 years <laughs> somehow. <laughs> <laughs> 2001, 2000. Anyway, yeah, in uh, when uh, Winston Churchill came to me, he said, uh, "You will, yes, you'll be making this." Okay, okay, two thousand two, <laughs> So yes, at it was uh, something that happened in the years of two thousand and two, two thousand and three, and we did see each other a lot of times because we had not well, we had preparation meetings and training courses. So there were three or four sessions with the same participants because yeah. uh, it was a training for trainers. Um, and uh, yeah, and first was... we had, before we started, we had a seminar yes. where there was not where there were more participants, and then we were in nasty position to choose who would be the lucky thirty who would really be in the other course. That was quite a thing. I mean, we, we were not used yet then at that moment that we were chosen to be in that other team. No? Why were we there? Why were we in the advanced training of trainers in Europe? Well, we were yes. advanced then, but uh, yeah. No, it was, it was, it was a very, very scary position to be in. And I remember spending hours and hours and hours of uh, uh, talks around how do we do we have criteria for uh, how we choose this and yeah. the, 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 the course directors were telling us that we did have criteria and then went against those criteria actually when we got to actually choose people so it was 
sometimes and uh so it, it, it was it was it was quite 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 exciting um but one of the things which uh, is is certainly true is that those people that managed to survive the course and i think they all did um rarely a lot of them um continued in european youth work uh or um, made it into other walks of life where where they w continued to use a lot of the th the things that they'd um, taken away from Atty or constructed yeah. also in Atty. Um, so yes, that was definitely uh, very very useful both in terms of project management for people, in terms of principles of how you work together in international teams and uh, intercultural learning and human rights focus on working on these things um, but it was also the possible also a possibility for us to get to know each other much better uh, and to have I think a hell of a lot of fun from time to time I mean sometimes we manage to hit points of being seriously funny and I think that is sometimes is one of the things that I've always liked about working with you is that uh, it's possible to be seriously funny so you make a point with a certain humorous uh, intent uh, but actually manages to hit parts which other parts don't reach and um, on the final I think it was the final seminar of the attic course the European Commission sent some evaluators to actually yeah. uh, from an external, we're, we're an not external, yeah, a very, very famous one. company, yes. Um, and although the people that came uh, had actually got quite some experience in, in youth work, um, they were to a certain extent um, over challenged uh, by <laughs> one of the attempted seriously funny parts of uh, uh, one of our, our, our sessions where we were attempting to, uh, to, to, to describe different theories about uh, something really important, which I've completely forgotten <laughs> what it was. But in order to put the point across, we, uh, we took advantage of the fact that one of our one of our teammates, she had, a huge collection of wigs. Wonderful uh, wigs. Real wigs. No. Real, real, yeah. real wigs. Real wigs made out of real hair. And uh, and so we were using those wigs for demonstrating different parts of uh, particular theories. Um, one of the course directors, one of the training course directors uh, who came from one of the institutions, uh, had to spend several hours with um, the course evaluators uh, explaining to them that this was actually serious business um, and that we were not taking uh, advantage of the situation uh, or trying to be uh, unuseful uh, in, or, or even circus comedic effect um, so that was rather rather difficult um, at that time but uh, <clears throat> I um, personally have, I'm still in contact with a good number of, of participants from that training course um, 
and have actually worked with many of them since yeah. we finished the course. Yeah. So it's, I, th I think, I think in terms of investment and output, that was actually one of the better ones I've ever been involved in. Well, and it took quite some energy. I, I mean, we we had to invent a whole new course because we wanted to do everything in a new and innovative way, and so we had team meetings that lasted for hours, deep in the night, and um, and 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 trying to be creative all the time and finding new things. Um, uh, that was. Quite something, no? That, 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 yes. That, also, also the the idea of doing a, a long, longer term training course uh, was something which uh, had not been tried before within the youth field, obviously, and many others certainly. But for us uh, as trainers to get our heads around the fact that you're talking about seeing the same people four times and mentoring uh, between the courses uh, was. Yes, it was, was really mind-expanding, but also meant a lot of pressure from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I think so. Yeah, but we managed in the end. We managed, yeah. No, and then, of course, there was this, because there are two, two well, big books. There's the evaluation, because we had evaluators, no, like still the evaluators who were following us. Researchers, uh, even. Uh, researchers, exactly. That's 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 it. We had Lynn Chisel, also not longer with us, but uh, she she and and she, well, the reporter is quite uh, impressive. And I remember her also saying what 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 you are doing is in a way the same as a full time professional course. That was also um, that was also connected <laughs> to the salaries we got for that. Uh, I mean, that was the time that you still in Strasbourg, wasn't it? That, that you had to go. We get, on the last day we went for a walk with the team and we went to the the, the, the Council of Europe building with a paper and then you got in French francs you got your money. That was that, that was that time, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. I can't remember. You can't remember going to the to, to, to get your money collected and and the complaints that some people had when they did that uh, that they had to change the French francs in in when they came from countries where it was not the, <laughs> it was very hard to to exchange them for the the, 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 the national money there. It, 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 uh, but anyway, the, the, the salaries were, um, I don't know how much it was, what we got, but were quite low. And, 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 and Lynn Chisholm then also tried to argue that the work we did was well, maybe would, would, uh, could be valued better than, um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was after. I still have the picture. <laughs> It's it's a shame that this is this is a podcast an, an audio podcast and not a visual one. Yeah, in, yeah. in, in some ways. Yeah. In other ways, I'm quite glad because I, of course, have decayed dramatically in the last few years. So I'm not the beautiful boy that I used to be. Um, but there we are. Such is the life. Such is the life. Now, what, what, what else can we say about the European Youth Centre in Budapest? 
I remember going over to, that, that you always had to go to the Mammut to do your, to do your shopping. The, 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 well, it, it was the, the pride of, of Budapest in these days. <laughs> this enormous shopping mall, which got bigger over the over the years. Yes, indeed, indeed, Mammut. Yes, 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 indeed. Uh, and also, one of the one of the great things about going to 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 the youth center in Budapest was that uh, very often it was possible to find um, the budget to go out onto the Danube ah, on a yeah. boat and have dinner. Yes, uh, on the boat and pass through the beautiful bridges of Budapest and see the romantic. Uh, parliament and things like this uh, it was absolutely gorgeous and they gradually 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 as as the same firms uh, were used they got used to the fact that some of the participants uh, did not necessarily all eat meat or goulash or something like that but it would be good to have to to, to have vegetarian options and things um, so that was also very nice, I think. Uh, and it was well known that the European Youth Centre Budapest, uh, the kitchen of it, was actually better than the one in Strasbourg. Yeah. Um, and, but was that really uh, true, Mark? Or was that just a, a list? No, no, it's absolutely... I mean, I I certainly found that the, 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 uh, the food was, by and large, much better. And because... Uh, I always I remember there was a, there was a cook in the youth center in Strasbourg uh, called Mac with a C, um, and he didn't understand the idea that people could not eat meat. Mm-hmm. But so I w- tried to help him to 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 get to this, uh, and he 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 cottoned on to the idea that there should be no meat or meat juice or things like this in. Uh, in his concoctions, his but his pride of 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 producing something for uh, that he thought of himself for me was really incredible. He cut tomatoes, big tomatoes, in half, and put a raw egg in the mid, in inside where the flesh of the tomato had been, and then baked that. Hmm. So it. Usually, you would get two halves of a huge tomato with these eggs inside, and so they looked like um, some some kind of uh, the eyes of a drunken uh, monster or something looking back at you from the plate. Um, yes, it was quite quite something, quite something. But uh, yes, so that that was certainly yes the the the. the vegetarian options in in Hungary were always very interesting very interesting yeah that's true yeah 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 there, there, there was a bit of a competition you know, between the you the, the two you centers that, 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 that and then then Budapest always won the competition <laughs> yeah, the, the rooms were better the food was better the, the yeah yeah well the only thing is is um I, I don't know if that changed but the last time I was there was two three years ago. But the towels, where there's the towels are beautiful, but it's written also European EUCB is written on it. But the main goal of a towel is to dry, you know, and they don't. They, they you, you spend hours, 
after having showered to try to dry yourself with the towels of the European News Centre in Budapest. I well, I think you should just stand outside on the balcony and <laughs> wave your arms around and yeah. your interesting pieces. Yeah. Um, yes, 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 yes. I'm sure. I'm, no, no, I, I can't remember having ha having had this problem with water and towels before, but I'm sure you're right. Yeah, um, yeah. yes, indeed. But more on 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 a, on a more ex I mean, not a more, but a, a, on a different note. Um, the the thing about the youth centre in Budapest was that they also put an enormous uh, emphasis on the development of human rights education. Yes, um, and I think uh, the possibilities for getting together and working on different types of human rights education, different emphases uh, on hate speech and things like <coughs> this, uh, fighting hate speech. Um, the youth center in Budapest has been a real powerful um, mechanism for that uh, and providing resources and things like this that people can use and guiding uh, uh, national level training courses, compass training courses, yeah. for example, and Composito and all those kinds of, 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 of uh, resources for people um, so that you get, uh, yeah, you, you actually get this, this multiplier effect, which is, is so desperately needed, I think. Yeah, um, that's really, yeah, yeah. No, and it's still going on. Like you said, the hate, the hate speech movement thing is still, still, Still very lively uh, at the moment. And one of the things which, of course, uh, was personally for us uh, an interesting question was: Would our photos ever end up on the wall in the youth center in Budapest? Yeah. And for me, yes, for me. I did have two. Possible two two times when when photos with my face were put on that. One of them was for the uh, Hungarian launch. Sorry, the launch of the Hungarian edition of the All Different All Equal Education Pack, where there was uh, Ershabet Kovac, uh, one of the uh, trainers that we worked with, also in Ati, and Rui Gomez, uh, head of the pedagogical section these days, um, and. That photo survived for quite a long time. Another photo where I was uh, did, did just disappeared, I'm afraid. But uh, it was nice for to have a little bit of recognition. Your recognition came in a different way, if I remember rightly. It didn't um, come at all. I mean, I, no, I, your I, recognition came in a different way, in a palpable invitation kind of way, if I remember rightly. Yes, of course. Yeah, okay, but still, still, because this is a very painful topic for me. I, I, there's so many. Every time again, when I'm in the youth center in Budapest, I still cannot resist to walk through all the halls to see if finally, maybe they found still a picture of me and it's on the wall, but it never happened. And all these years, no, no, I got some recognition because um, um, that wasn't in the time that. I don't know. Peter Lauritsen was not anymore the director. It was Antje Rotmund, but she was then also living in the director's apartment in the, in, 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 in the European Youth Centre. And at a certain moment, there was, there was a big seminar. I don't know what it was about. There were a lot of youth works, researchers, a lot of people. 
and um, I had to do there something which I also forgot. But then on the last evening there was a, a final party, and then at around ten or eleven, then you were tapped on the shoulder. I was tapped on the shoulder, and I also some other people, and then there was whispered in your ear at eleven o'clock, "Come to the director's apartment." Ooh, ooh. Thought, yeah, for me that, and because then you went there, and then there were all the the very important people, the famous people, and in one way, I I, I was I was also there. I was uh, I was invited by by. So that was um, a lot of drinks there. Interesting talks, of course, and uh, yeah, that was my recognition. But the picture, I never I never got to that. Uh, it's really painful, but no picture of me on the wall. Well, there's no picture of me on the wall since many years, but at least it was there for a little while. Yeah, of course. It's also good that they update pictures, though. <laughs> yes, yeah. I think the European Youth Centre has been, now nowadays, you can say it's really well established. And uh, one... One of my great hopes is that it actually continues to be there as the European Youth Centre uh, for many years to come. Um, it's ha It has to exist within a very, 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 very different political landscape than they used to be when it was first founded in '95, in um, And there was, at that time, an enormous amount of hope and uh, re-put... Yeah, the, 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 you would see an enormous amount of, of, of democratic, non-governmental organisations sprouting in all sorts of different directions and uh, different types of political parties and things like this. Um, nowadays, it has become, uh, I mean, Hungary itself, of course, is, is, is gone, has gone in a very, very different political direction. Um, and... I think it's to the great credit of, of the people in the Council of Europe that they, they managed to keep that particular institution alive uh, where it is, where it is. And, um, yeah, I just hope that uh, many young people and youth workers and youth trainers and all those people can continue to to use that fantastic resource over the years to come. It would be great now that in um, if, if in forty years there will be again sitting two old people talking about twenty years ago in um, in the European Youth Centre in Budapest. Exactly, exactly. Yes. Um, I don't know if podcasts are still in in forty years, <laughs> but speaking to each other might might still be still be in. You think so? Yeah, might. Yeah, be. So yeah. List, and, and eavesdropping on people's conversations yeah, and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I think okay, we're done. Well, I think we're done for this podcast. Yes, I do. I do indeed. It's time for the music and the outro and all that kind of thing. Yes. Wow. And we say so, thank you for listening. And thank you indeed. Yes. Okay. And thank you for speaking with me. Bye bye. What do you think? Hope you enjoyed your time with Mark and Paul. 
what other themes do you think they should talk about? Well, you can let them know on attapodcast04 at gmail.com.